Alright, we've hit a good stop and part with Torts, where we can give a good review, a good recap of everything that we've covered so far. And this is going to be a lot, so it's actually going to be quite brief. So I would recommend just going and listening to each of them, or else this recap isn't going to make a whole bunch of sense at all, because we're going to pretty much say what the tort was, what the privilege was, and then we're going to maybe give a quick rule, quick overview, maybe. We might just uh, say what it is and then move on, uh, just for the sake of me already knowing what it is and not needing to fully review it. But we're going to talk about giving a good overview of what to expect uh, based off of this outline that we've conducted so far. So we start with intentional torts. In an intentional tort, uh, the defendant has the purpose of the defendant. uh, An intentional tort is when the defendant has the purpose or an objective to invade the rights of another. Uh, You don't like the motive. This is an objective standard. However, it is also an intentional tort if there's a substantial certainty that the result will follow. So we see that with Garrett B. Daly, uh, where yeah, that's substantial certainty. We talk about mistake, where intention doesn't matter if it's a mistake. Uh, There's privileges that care about mistake, but most of the time there's not. So even if there's a mistake, you are still held liable for an intentional tort. Uh, This is to protect the bodily autonomy of people. Uh, You don't want to subject people to harm, and that's why you give all of these examples we also talked about transferred intent and that's where a intends a tort against b and accidentally commits a tort against c that tort can transfer from person to person or tort to tort uh in talking so that's a little bit of an overview of the intentional torts but let's actually talk about some of the intentional torts themselves so battery battery is touching another person in anger or and having violence that actually causes the harm. So if it's harmful contact or offensive conduct, that's a battery. Uh, We talked about teachers who could or could not cause a battery, and also that there's no need to actually touch the person to establish a battery. We talk about assault, and assault is to protect the mental state of the victim. Uh, You want to be free from apprehension, or and and so thus it requires the awareness uh, that an assault could occur, and this is all done through an objective standard. Likewise, with false imprisonment, it's to protect the mental state of the victim. Uh, Again, awareness is a big deal. Uh, Ways to determine whether or not there is false imprisonment is if the person is restraining the physical liberty of another and doing so without legal justification. Factors that you look at is force, the threat of force, the prevention of escape, and attainment. Those are all things. And we also learned that uh, walls are not a factor, so you could be barred by C, restrained by C. And then we have intentional infliction of emotional distress. And this one's tricky because all these other toys that we've mentioned so far, you can claim intentional infliction of emotional distress as a damage. But as a standalone tort, the courts are divided on whether or not it should be included. And some courts are more willing to justify it and others are less willing to justify it. We see that those who are willing to justify it, the action of the 
defendant needs to be extreme or outrageous, and the reaction from the plaintiff needs to be severe. Okay, trespass to land is when somebody is going to another's land and um, they don't need to prove damage to the land, but trespass to chattel, you do need to prove damage to the chattel, either that it was impaired or dispossessed in some way. Uh, conversion is when you pretty much take trespass to chattel too far, so where you're not intruding, but you're actually taking and making it so that possession actually changes hands. Those are all the intentional torts that we went over. So just to sum up, intentional torts include battery, assault, false imprisonment, and then intentional infliction of emotional distress, and trespass to land, trespass to chattel, and conversion. So privileges, these are defenses that people can use when they are accused of an intentional tort. First, you have consent. To establish whether or not there's consent, it's an objective standard, meaning we're going to look at what a reasonable person would have done to see whether or not there's consent. You're going to look at the customs of the activity. And also, when it comes to medical stuff, if you exceed the scope of consent, it's going to be considered battery. So there are instances where you can give consent, but those are quite limited. Uh, fraudulent consent is also a thing, but it's about the nature of the consent. So if a person consents to being dunked in water then they and they are dunked in water but the purpose was for a different reason the purpose different reason doesn't matter as long as you get what you consented to however if you're dunked into sewage water then well that's not what you consented to and uh, fraudulent consent then a prize uh you can also have the privilege of self-defense and the defense of others this is focusing heavily on whether or not there's a reasonable belief. And also there can be a reasonable mistake, meaning you mistakenly um, defend yourself, uh, assuming against a person who wasn't actually harming you. That is a defense that you can make, even though in intentional torts, most of the time you can't make the defense of mistake. Uh, it's an issue of retaliation. If you retaliate, that's not self-defense. And also, the courts consider whether or not the person attempted to re retreat. Uh, defense of property. We focus on life and limb being more important than property. This is most of the time. There are circumstances where the value of the property is so high that the property might overtake that value of life and limb. However, sorry, most of the time... And that's not going to be the case. And so if you want to defend your property, just live on your property. And that way you can actually claim self-defense instead of defensive property. Recovery of property. Uh, self-help. You have a right to self-help as long as the pursuit is fresh and it's not a breach of the public peace. Also, shopkeepers have a privilege to recover property as long as they have, again, that reasonable belief that the material is concealed. Necessity, we talk about the difference between public necessity, which is when it's there for the public good. In these instances, there's no liability to the defendant and the plaintiff cannot be compensated. And then in private necessity, where one's protecting their life and limb uh, and they happen to ca cause damage, they uh, may not be held liable 
for the tort, but they can be held liable for the damage. That was a lot. Um, Privileges, just to sum up, we have consent, we have self-defense, the defense of others, the defense of property, recovery of property, and necessity. And there's a couple others that we didn't really focus on because they're straightforward, uh, but that's discipline, justification, and the authority of law. That's pretty much a good summary of what intentional torts and privileges have been all about so far this semester. More to come. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.